welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Thanks, Byron. Uh, you guys can sit down. Pentecost Sunday, hey? Gee, I'm really just grateful for it. I'm grateful that it happened. I'm grateful we have the Holy Spirit, right? Just, man, he's here today and I love that. And I just want to encourage you, just tap into that today and Listen to what he has to say to you as I speak. I don't care if you hear anything that I say today. <laughs> Actually, as long as you hear what he says. And um, yeah, the Holy Spirit is here today. Oh man, bands, do you have to wait? Just go. When I get up, just go. I just forget. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> you did such a great job today. Something I take for granted is our awesome music in this church, by the way. Thanks, guys. So in him, it's been, what, six weeks? Is this five, six weeks of in him? That's our, what is it? I don't know, five. All right, there's a lot. Sure. It's, less, it's more than three. Thanks, Linda. So in him has been our theme. Bunch of people spoken on it from Chris, Ruth, Eleanor. So this will be the fifth week. Byron, now me, five weeks. So in him, it talks about Jesus, in Jesus, and it's two words, in him. Interesting, simple phrase, right? And it is simple. Um, Believe in Jesus and all of the above, you know, whatever was talked about the last four weeks, is promised to you, happens. But I feel like it's just a little bit more than that, yeah? So in him, if we believe in Jesus his sacrifice, his death on the cross for us, then he then dwells in us. So us in him, him in us. But then he's also in the Father, right? So we become meshed when we have a faith in Jesus. We become grafted to him. And then Jesus is already connected to the Father and to the Spirit. And so do you see this beautiful connection happening? Byron spoke about it with, um, you know, the, the true vine. Everyone's connected. So when you're in him, it's so much more than just being blessed and being saved and all of that. It's like connectivity with the creator of the universe. The being that holds the fabric of life together, we are connected because we are in him. I, I just want to stop for a second there and go, please get that. It's like the biggest miracle that there is, that we can be connected to God through Jesus. It is literally the meaning of life right there. And if I was allowed to drop the mic, I would. So I just want to start with that. Please understand that in him may seem simple, two simple words, but it is so much bigger 
than just believing in Jesus. It's so much deeper than that. So i got one verse for you today. Stuff isn't working. That's all right. I'll just read it to you. So my verse today is Ephesians 3.12, and it says, Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So it's one verse, pretty, again, basic, pretty simple. But if you guys get this verse, it will change the way you encounter God in your world. Um, So it talks about getting into God's presence. It also is translated into the throne room of God. And so a lot of my analogies today are because of that, the whole idea of a throne room, the presence of God. And so a lot of my analogies are around like kings and monarchy and stuff like that. So um, you can't actually get an audience with a monarch unless you're invited. I looked it up. Some of them you can't get an audience with at all. Um, But if you think of our monarch, do you know we have a queen? (laughs) I forget sometimes. Oh, I have a queen. Yes, that's very Australian of me. It's not just the prime minister. We have a queen. Queen Elizabeth. She she has people come into her, her throne room all of the time. But you and I, unless we do something pretty darn exceptional, are not going to get that privilege. If you do, you'll probably get that privilege maybe once, right? So you can't just get access to a monarch. You can't just waltz in to their throne room or be in their presence. Um, For example, my grandparents, they had a 60th wedding anniversary. That's pretty impressive, right? 60 years they've been married. We had a big do, all of that sort of thing, and they got an anniversary letter from the Queen. You remember it, babe. It's so cute. I love my grandparents. They, um, so we rocked up, you know, family, family, and they're like, look at this. And they showed me the letter and the, had like a card with a picture of the Queen. It was like gold and all of that. And they were pumped about it. They were like, the Queen wrote us. The Queen didn't write them anything. I don't. I don't even know if it was her, like, I think it's like an electronic signature. And Anyway, whatever. I didn't want to burst their bubble. I'm like, yay, guys. They were so, so everybody that came, and there was a lot of people, we have a lot of family, a lot of people came, they're like, look at this, quick, read it out. And so they read it out, and it was such a big honour for them. So there's this sense of, like, when you get acknowledged by the Queen for something that you've done, it's like this real big sense of honour, and... They even sat it next to the cake and it was just like super cute. So you don't get access to the king or the queen or a monarch just by being a normal person. However, in the kingdom of heaven, it is vastly different. We actually have unlimited access because of Jesus and us having faith in him. So in fact, because of that faith, in Jesus and us being grafted to him, we become heirs. We become sons. We enter into the son and daughtership of the king. We don't just get access. We freaking belong there. Do you get it? Sons and daughters don't hesitate going into their father's throne room. They're used to it. 
it's actually partly theirs. Are you an heir to the king? Are, are you an heir? Do you know that? Because that's a part of our heritage. When we believe in him, when we are in Jesus, when we have faith in him, that becomes us. That becomes our identity. Do you know your identity? Do you know your true name? He calls us by our true name, sons and daughters, heirs. He doesn't call us slaves. He doesn't call us anything like that anymore. He says, I call you sons and daughters. You are heirs and you belong in that throne room. Do you go there? Um, there's this real sense of connection, isn't there, with this. You get access, unlimited access. So I was talking to Raiden the other day. He was going to another youth group with one of his friends and he got a prophecy. He was quite pumped. He's like, I've got this. I've got spoken over, mum. And I'm like, oh, yeah, mate, what was it? He's like, the guy said that I'd do miracles and stuff. And I said, oh, well, that's exciting. Do you believe it? He's like, yeah. I said, you realise, though, it's not you doing the miracle, yeah? He goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, okay. How does it happen then? He goes, oh, God. I said, oh, yeah. But how does that happen? I said, do you understand? He's like, oh, I don't know. I said, it's your connection to God. God through you and in you. That's how it happens. It's this connection. And for example, my kids, they don't hesitate coming up to me during my day. In fact, I don't think there's a moment in my day when I'm just at home, when I'm apart from a child. <laughs> um, literally, there's always one floating around. Sometimes they're not even mine. Um, so <laughs> they don't hesitate. Reuben doesn't hesitate to come up and go, Mom, I need a kiss. So I give him a kiss. Hazel doesn't hesitate when she's fallen over to be like, Mom, give me a hug. She knows that'll make her better. You know, you have access like that in the throne room to the Father, in Him. I just want you guys to get that. It's exciting stuff. So people don't treat meeting a monarch with a sense of ease or freedom of speech, right? There's like rules. There's a way. Now, apparently there's no official decorum. They go, there's no official decorum to approaching Queen Elizabeth. However, it's probably a significant however. However, there are suggestions you cannot touch the Queen, you cannot put your arm around her, despite every Australian that ever met her, I feel like. Um, do not ask her personal questions or divulge in personal stories unless she specifically asks. So, okay, just idle chit-chat. Hi, ma'am, your majesty, whatever. Um, that's, that's the world that we live in. That's a monarch. In fact, that's like any crazy important person you ever meet. You're like, oh, I better hold myself together, I better be super professional, I better look the deal, you know, you don't feel at ease. Um, the only rule or decorum I have to observe when I'm in the courts of heaven is grace, that I accept grace. And I love that we just sung about grace, I love that we just talked about grace, because the only thing that I accept is grace that is offered to us in him. That's how I get to the courts of the king. I don't have to do anything else. Nothing. Um, so many Christians struggle with grace. I think we all do a little bit. And so we have these rules that we follow, we make up, to make us feel better about getting into the courts of the king. 
So, for example, we might like just feel like we have to pray over and over and over and over. And the thing we want to say is like, so long and, oh God, heavenly Father, Jesus, so oh mighty, majestic, amazing one, I'm a worm and da 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 didn't really pray anything then, didn't even ask anything. You just don't get to the point. And maybe that's how you think God talks or how you have to get clean or righteous or whatever it is. But be you when you're in front of God. Be you. If we're talking about relationship, how close can you get to a person if you're not actually being authentically you? There's always a mask. If there's always a front, you can only get so far with somebody knowing you and you knowing someone. Now, God actually does know your heart probably better than you do, but you won't be able to connect with him if you don't drop that guard, yeah? So be you. Be who you are. Um, part of the, the verse says bold confidence. It's also translated as um, Speaking plainly. Speak plainly in front of the king. You know what I mean? He's also your heavenly father. Sometimes I just think maybe God just wants us to get to the point. Be us. Get to the point. I've got this student. Her name's Brianna. She, man, she's like, Erin, I need to tell you a story. All right. I go, okay, Brianna. And she starts with the story. So last night we were walking down the street and, oh, it wasn't that street. It was the other street because there'd been a car accident. You know, there's lots of car accidents in that street. And, oh, it's just terrible the amount of people that are on the road these days. And you just think, what, what are we even talking about here? And I say, Brianna, you've got one minute. Do it in point form and then we're done. She just, are you like that in front of God? Do you get to the point? Do you, do, you, do you tell him your heart? So speaking plainly with confidence, relate to God in his household. Tell him your heart in your words and then listen to his heart towards you. Some people, and this is like a big one, some people work to get into his presence. They can't accept the grace, so they work. They're like, I'm going to... I'm going to get my, my Jesus pick and my Jesus shovel and I'm going to go digging for souls today. Now, <laughs> I just, because if I don't do that, I, God's not pleased with me. It's not true. Um, grace is such a hard thing for people to get around. So I think the default is I'll just work better and I'll, I'll work harder at being better. We don't actually need either to get into the presence of God. We don't need big, long, lengthy prayers. We don't need to work and work and work and work because that's not what he's after. All he's after is you and your heart and for you to accept that grace that is freely offered you. It's also, if you think this grace is so humbling, the amount that is offered us and it's embarrassingly extravagant. When somebody gives you something that is a really great gift or really extravagant, someone gives something to you, you accept it because that's nice, you know. You don't offend people, but you can't then try and make it back to them. 
Some people try that and it's like, oh, it's a bit awkward. And, and if you keep trying to make it up, like, oh, someone gave me whatever, and then you're just trying to keep making up, keeping making it up. It's like the shininess, the beautiful act is kind of tarnished because you can't just accept it. There's this sense of grace. You have to accept it. And in fact, if you keep trying to make up this, this extravagant gift, make up for it, then it actually starts offending the person that gave it to you. Accept the gift, guys. It's so freely given to you. Um, I guess you don't have to enter the courts with anything except this acceptance of grace. There's another thing I was reading through, and Psalm 100 verse 4 says, How do you come through? Sorry, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise to his name. Now, that, I guess. You go, well, that contradicts yourself, Aaron. You said you don't need nothing but grace. Yeah. But how do you enter into, like, a person's house? How do you... I don't go to Frosty's house and sort of be like, just waltz on in and not not really talk to Frosty, right? I'm like, hey, Anthony, how you going? Your house is beautiful. I'm so glad you invited me. Thank you so much. You dress really smart today. That's how you enter into a house, right? Johnny, hey, how you going? Thanks for inviting me. All my family's not going to fit in your house, but anyway. Thank you. You're looking great. Food smells great. It's like that when we enter into the courts of the king too, right? We enter in, we're happy to be there. Hey, God, how are you? I know you're good because you're always good, but, you know, know that we confidently get the reception of welcome and love when we go into the presence of God. Go in with this heart of, of thanksgiving and praise, but it's not, don't be weird about it. Don't be like, have I praised him enough before I can get to what I need to pray about? Have I thanked him for all of my big long list of things? Don't be weird. Just get in there. Just get in there, guys. That's all it is. So Jesus opens the door and keeps it open. Get in there And converse with God the Father. Tell him your heart. Listen to his. Ask him questions. Hear his answers. I love talking to people that are smart and wise. I love it. I love talking to Ruth Brown. I love talking to Martin Gooding. I love talking to Byron. I love talking to pretty much all of you because everyone has like a really cool perspective on life. I love asking people questions. Johnny, I'm sorry. I ask you a million questions. <laughs> I want to know what people are thinking. I want to know their perspective on things. I want to listen. I want to hear. I love listening to wisdom. Do you? Because the king that we have full access to, he has a whole lot of wisdom. He has a whole lot of wisdom. Are you asking him? Are you listening? Because I think a whole lot of people... And when I say a whole lot of people, I include myself, by the way. A whole lot of people get in front of the king and go, see Jesus, cruise on their day. I just spent spent my half an hour with Jesus and I'm good. But did you listen or did you just run off a big fat list? Because I tell you what, if I go up to Beth and I'm just like, hi, Beth, and this 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 and this. Story, 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 kids, kids, kids. See, Beth. And I never said once, how are you? 
Like, what do you think about this? I really love you, Beth. Imagine, imagine that's not a relationship if I don't do that. Think about what a relationship is. That's what God wants. And it's only in Jesus that we get that. Um, do you just wait in his presence sometimes? This is hard. Do you just sit? Because silence can be awkward, can't it? <laughs> I love being with people that it's not actually awkward anymore because that's when you know that you've gone to the kind of next level of relationship. You don't have to like, okay, okay, what, what question am I going to ask it next? Because you don't care. You kind of know where each other are at. And so you're just enjoying being with that person. Do you be like that with God? Do you sit with him spirit to spirit and just be? Neither talking, just being. It's such a beautiful thing. It's such a healing thing. It's such a connecting thing. And we in our fast kind of pace world, we don't do it much because everything has to be fast. Everything has to be, you know, a purpose, a doing, a, a speaking, a question. Just be still. Another really cool thing is a king actually has dominion over his kingdom. Did you know that? You, um, you get into, like, any kingdoms now, kings are kind of a little bit figureheady in that, you know, it's usually they've got a cabinet of prime ministers and stuff that it's kind of this democracy kind of thing because kings in the past have been tyrants, basically, so we've tried to protect people, which is fabulous. Our king is not a tyrant, and so he actually makes good decisions for his people. And he has complete dominion over his sphere of influence, which is everything. God holds the fabric of existence together. He has dominion over time. He has dominion over everything. So if a king on earth, let's take nasty little Kim Jong-un. You take him, for example, a bit of a tyrant, to say the least. He actually has pretty dark dominion over his people. He says, you will not be Christians, then nobody's allowed to be Christians. If he says, you have to have only one of three haircuts, then you will only choose one of three haircuts. You have to fill in the blank. And that little guy has, not little guy, I just, I think he has little man syndrome. But anyway, this king, he what he says goes. If he wants to fly in Dennis Rodman so they can shoot some hoops, he can do that. And he does. <laughs> it's a little bit sad. Um, our king has authority. So if I go into the kingdom, into his courts, and I say, Heavenly Father, can you fix this? What is with this? And he goes, yeah, I can fix that. Because he has dominion. You go, into the, you go to the king because he, he can fix things. He actually can send out a whole freaking army to fix things. We don't see them half the time. And we're talking about the spiritual world. And you can believe that or not, but it exists. There's a spiritual world out there and it, it, 
affects and inflicts sometimes our world and God will send a complete army to fix whatever we need fixing, to move whatever is immovable here, to heal whatever is not right in this place because there is a lot of stuff that is not right but God can fix it because he has dominion. Get into the courts and ask him. He's the one who can make it happen. The last really exciting thing that I want to talk about is he gives authority. So if I'm in the natural monarchy kind of thing, you go, and in the olden days you would go, and say if you were a soldier or whatever, you would go in there and they'd be like, yes, I make you Sir Simon of Gunnedah and <laughs> of Kaluas, actually. <laughs> And I'm bidding you to do my will and go and fight the, I don't know, armadillians. <laughs> and they would go because that's, the king sent them. He anointed them with um, authority and power and off they'd go. Our king's the same, yeah? So when we go into the courts of the king, he's like, I anoint you. I want you to do this and I'm going to give you the power and the authority to do it. And it's not just, it's not authority over people. It's authority over like space, over uh, spiritual authority, that kind of authority. He speaks to that. And that's where interesting and exciting things happen. So you go in, he's like, hey, I want you to do this. This person, I want you to speak to that person. And I'm giving you authority to pray for them and because they're having, they're having issues here. And so you go and do it. And then amazing things happen. And you see God shift in your world. And he does if you ask. You know? The coolest thing about this is that he'll say, go and do this. I'm giving you the power. I'm giving you my power. I'm giving you my authority, I'm giving you my Holy Spirit and I'm going with you. This is a big thing and I wanna, want you guys to get this. If this is all you get, cool. God goes with us. Stop working for God. A whole bunch of Christians are working over here, toiling away and God's like, I'm, guys, over here. I want you here so we can do this together. Don't work for God. Work with him. Go with him. Go with the Holy Spirit. Go where he wants you to go. He will go with you because you're in him. And he is in you. He dwells with you. So in him, with us. At the end of it all, just hear that. In him, faith in Jesus and in his sovereignty and sacrifice, it gives us full access to deep, an authentic connection with God. Take that opportunity, guys. Lay aside whatever rules and stuff you've probably set up. We all do it. Let him speak to you. Let him pull apart that stuff. Let him get to the real you. Don't be religious. I don't do religious. We're not religious. Meet with the king all of the time. Everything comes from our connection with him in him.
hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.